Hello. Ooh, that was a seductive hello. <laughs> you know, well, you know, after uh, after watching the greatest movie of all time, I decided to uh, let everybody in on my uh, my smooth uh, my the smooth side of Robbie Sequoia. Oh, so you watched the uh, Land Before Time? <laughs> actually, well, you know what? Uh, I've actually never seen the Land Before Time. To be honest, um, is that that the one where the uh, the dinosaur. Yeah, that's the one with the little dinosaur. I also didn't watch The Land Before Time. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I only know it because uh, the like the mom dies. Which I don't know how like I don't know how people are surprised because dinosaurs are extinct. So that not, it shouldn't really be a big shock. You know what I mean? Oh, call them out! Call them out! I'm, listen, I'm gonna call people out. Listen, the saddest cartoon thing thing that I've ever seen. It's not Mufasa. It's not. I mean, it, that's a close second, though. That's a close second. Um, the saddest, like, cartoon uh, TV movie thing I've ever seen was uh, you. Wa- you ever watched like? Uh, I know you didn't watch like a lot of like cartoons. You ever watched like the Rugrats? You watched it, like, right? No, I didn't watch Rugrats. That was what <sighs> I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that was one that was. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is damaging. Um, so there's a the the. The kid Chucky, he's 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 he has red hair. He's he's a pussy. Like that's basically like his role in the group. Like he's like, like he's oh, uh, he's like oh, uh, I don't want to go to the big boy thing. He basically he's he's, he's afraid. He's scared. He's a scared. He's a scared little bitch, as they would say in the uh, in the Bronx. Um, oh, so <laughs> scared. So uh, he's beyond scared straight. So basically, he doesn't have like a mom. So there's a scene where all of his friends are dancing with their moms, and he's not. He's like in the corner, like by himself. It's really kind of it's, it's hella sad. Not gonna lie, like <laughs> kids over here just like do like everybody like, having a good time. He's just like playing with his shoes in the corner, like oh, I'm good, mom. So it's kind of sad. That that got that got me. That got me. We got real, yeah. real. I like to I like to start. Off, I like to start. Off. That was viewers and then eventually lighting them up that's how we that's how we do it it's how uh that's how comedies oh, are done okay. you know that's what we've done in the old days like you know you depress people first and then you start to get them you know start getting them laughing a little bit i you know that's the exact thing that we try to do we try to you know be real and then make people laugh and uh i think you're i think you're succeeding right and, there. Sometimes, and sometimes sometimes we can't do both sometimes we can't do the Sometimes we feel at at, at at most, but we do keep we do manage to get people to to, uh, to 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 continue to listen. So thank you for that, um, and you're gonna love this episode uh, because we got a we got a lot planned for you. Uh, um, are we uh, starting with the greatest movie ever, Fifty Shades Freed? Uh, might as well get this piece of shit out the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to say that one of us has seen. Black Panther, and one of us has seen Fifty Shades Freed, and you'd be surprised on to know which one of us has seen Fifty Shades. Of, which one has seen Fifty Shades Freed? Which is which one of us has seen uh, uh Black Panther? Black Panther, yeah. Uh, Whitney, <laughs> you've seen Black Panther, haven't you? Yes, and it was absolutely fantastic. Even, absolutely, even even with Michael B. Jordan in it, because I'm not a big Michael B. Jordan fan for some reason, but I, I, um, I didn't really know who michael b jordan was okay. i've never seen keep it that his, way yeah uh, i've never seen any of his other movies um but he was fantastic in this movie absolutely 
you see the break in the audio was caused by the alt-right. <laughs> they didn't want the, the message of, of Black Panther getting out. Actually, what I think it was, um, Anchor just had an update. And it. so anyway, it might be something related to all of the uh, updates. Um, like now that differently. So I might have accidentally hit a button on my end. I don't think I did, but... Well, it's all right. Well, Whatever. well I'll, I'll still some. I'll find some way to to blame to blame this on you. Um. So yeah. No. So yeah. So like, briefly, just briefly talk about how how was uh seeing uh Black Panther. Well, I've been having a really hard time. How much I love Black Panther because it was so good and everyone was great. I want to be uh Suri. I want to be Suri. She's the sister who like invents a bunch of technology mm-hmm. and the the point the one thing that they were talking about is that none of her technology is offensive except for the shooters that yeah. she made. It's all defense. Anyway, there's just all these I've been retweeting and reading all of the articles I can about this because I feel like everyone is expressing it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm having so much difficulty saying what I love, and um, yeah, so that's that's how I feel about Black Panther. Well, <laughs> it was just I'm glad great. one of us got to see the. Oh, and like, I, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get around to seeing it. It's just like it's not really showing in my town. Uh, the movie that is showing currently is Twelve Strong. Um, what is that? I have never uh, even heard of that. Twelve Strong is a it's like a it's a, it's a war movie. So. Um. Yeah. It, okay. it, Afghanistan, September 11th. You know the troops. You know shit like that. Um. Apparently, it's not good. But I mean, if you like watching the troops and America and yeah, I, I don't know. Like you, that's that. Like if you like watching soldier bait movies, I guess it's good. Um. What you call it in it? Um. What's it? The hell's his name? Um. One of the Hemsworths, the better looking one, isn't it? I don't think either of them are that good looking. Uh, yeah. so the one who did or the one who didn't. It's the one that's not. The one that's not. Is it? Wait, I don't know if it. I think it is Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. It might be Chris Hemsworth. It might be. It might not be. Uh, one of them is like more successful than the other one. It's, I don't think it's Thor. It's uh, the other one. It's not Thor. Uh, Liam. 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 Who the fuck is Liam? Liam. Liam. Hemsworth. So okay, let's get this out of the way. So <laughs> I am finally Fifty Shades of Freed uh, from this fucking trilogy. Oh my god! <sighs> so <laughs> I saw this movie uh, two days before Valentine's Day, and best- what? Mm-hmm. I said best. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just two days before, so people know. I went with uh, with a friend. Um, and because I wasn't going, you saw it with somebody in Minnesota. Yes, I wasn't watching the shit by myself. Oh, not again. Was it actually a friend, or was it like a friend? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh there, uh, there you are. I keep going. An acquaintance, <laughs> uh, acquaintance, and a cinema watching friend of mine, I guess. So, um, so where we left, so I left off. I think we left off at uh, 
basically the movie leaves, leaves off at uh, the last movie leaves off at um, the proposal and the creepy boss and blah blah. Okay, so get ready for this movie. I'm ready. Here we go. So we start off with the wedding of the century. That's just they, they start off with the wedding. It's just like they don't even like do like a whole drawn out thing. Like no, most movies do like a drawn out thing. Like oh, we're gonna yeah. get married. They they luckily they spared us that thirty minutes of shit and just go right to the right to the wedding. So uh, they're getting married. Uh, you know, they all, all their friends are there. Which I don't know how these two sociopaths have friends. And at the end of the movie, you're gonna be wondering why people hang out with these two people. So. You know, they're all having, you know, a good time. It's a wedding. Oh, the, they show the ring again. And so this audience was very expressive. I will tell you that. This was a very expressive audience. I didn't, I was the only black person in this audience, but I swear I heard five other black people with me because every single time something happened, you would hear a, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked around, I was like, what the fuck did they, did they sneak in? Like, what the fuck? Like, those are, those are the people who couldn't make it into Black Panther, so they just, like, settled for this fucking movie. So, uh, they watched a better movie with uh, black latex. And <laughs> so, basically, uh, so they do the whole wedding, and so they go on a honeymoon. This honeymoon had to last at least three fucking weeks, because they went to, they went through all the, name, like, the five generic vacation spots. Paris. Yep, they went there. Italy, they went, England. They went there. I love how I said Paris, not France. Like Paris. Paris. Yeah, well, they, they show the Eiffel Tower and they're like, oh, look, France, we're here. Ooh, bonjour. <laughs> wee wee. <clears throat> Is that exactly what they did? <laughs> that, fucking Christian, Bray had, Christian Grey had a fucking beret and a fucking croissant. Like, ugh. <laughs> um, they was, so they're at France. Italy's like France. Um, France, Italy. Uh, like Spain, like all the cliche like vacation honeymoon spots, but they went in all this in like a week. Uh, we're supposed to believe, because remember, this only takes place over like the the span of a couple of months. So, God, mighty. So there, so we start off with like our first conflict. The scene is uh, the scene is they're at a nude beach, right? Because you know, got to get those titties out there. Um, and so you know, she's like, "Oh, well, you put lotion on my back." And he's putting lotion on her back. And she has, she's about, like, about to, take, to take off her bikini, right? And the creature grade goes, I think, <laughs> he goes, I think you're, uh, I think you're unclothed, like, quite enough. He actually says something like, oh, I think you're, like, un, or you're, like, you're, fuck, did he say something like, oh, you're uh, exposed enough or some shit like that. And she's like, it's a nude beach. There's, there's boobs everywhere. Boobs as far as your eye can see. And I'm sitting here like, well, can you fucking show them? <laughs> like, don't, movie, don't, uh, movie, don't uh, show, don't tell. So, of course, you don't see boobies, of course. Uh, you see hers, though. Um, and she shows, you know, she takes her her, her bikini off, and uh, Christian Grey comes back, and he's like, uh, you like disobeying me, don't you? And I was like, Ugh. So, they have a really horrendous sex scene, which there are people in the audience. They were very, very happy about this. Uh, there was a woman behind mm-hmm. me who, she stole the show from me, because this woman... I like she must have been like a, one of the, like the test audience people because she kept like like yes like in my ear almost <laughs> like fucking I, I thought I was gonna look back there's gonna be like a fucking geyser you know up to her fucking waist like she was into this goddamn movie 
So, um, so they're on the honeymoon. So we get to our first plot point. So remember the the boss, uh, the 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 the, cre- the creepy boss. Ray P. Ray P. McGee. Oh my God. Yeah. Ray P. McGee is the star of this fucking movie. He <laughs> steals the fucking show. So. <laughs> In order to make him look like he's like crazy, <laughs> he looks like basically he looks like any normal, like good looking dude. But what they do is they put like this red eyeliner un- under his eyes to like show that he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, he hasn't gotten any sleep. Oh, he's just, oh, he's just a sociopath. So, so get this. So, bullshit, bullshit plot point number one. Uh, so. They get he gets to, you know they, after they have a uh, unsatisfying sex, um, they he gets a call from uh, his uh, I think it's like a secretary or some shit who works at his his job because he's, remember he's a gazillionaire remember, um, and she goes oh Mr Gray, uh, someone has broken into your uh, they broke into uh, Gray they broke into like uh, the office, get this shit all right, so fucking his name is Jack Hyde get it because. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they thought they were really clever. <laughs> uh, I told the person that I was with about that, and she thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, oh, uh, this is why we can't ever be more than just movie-watching friends. Now can we? So, <laughs> so um, they basically uh, – so basically he, he goes into great, great enterprises, right? Now, you would think that someone who has, like – Tried to like sexually assault your wife. You think like they'd have his picture everywhere where they'd be like, oh, don't let this motherfucker in. You know, like you think that would happen. No, this guy gets a guest pass. Get this shit. He gets a guest pass. <laughs> basically, uh, so he gets a guest pass. He goes into a closet and then he puts on a janitor's uniform. And then somehow, somehow, in this high top security uh, firm or whatever the fuck they do. He hacks into the system and bur- quote unquote burns the closet to the ground. AKA, she goes, he committed arson. I was like, that's not arson. <laughs> uh-huh. So so we have an arsonist. We, so he's a he's an arsonist. He's just running around here. No one caught him or anything like that. Um, so they show of like course. this grainy security footage of, of him, and they're like zooming in, and Christian Gray's like, I don't know who that is. And then, and of course, Anastasia is like, uh, oh, that's my former boss. That's Jack. Like, I was like, how the fuck could you tell? There's like a hat over his face. Like, you could barely, he, there's like nothing that like made him stand out from anyone else, right? Yeah, in every other movie, having that disguise would mean that you had no idea who he was. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Hell, there were people who worked there who looked at him dead in the eyes. They couldn't tell who he was. So, and, you know, people get like haircuts yeah. and you have no idea who they are. I, I wanted to walk through with a fucking Groucho Marx mustache, like uh, the Groucho Marx disguise, <laughs> <laughs> fucking glasses and the, the mustache. So, <laughs> so, so then she goes, she asks the dumbest question of the entire movie. She goes, Why would he do this to us? Why, why does he want to do this to us? I was like, Did you not, were you not in the last movie? <laughs> like, Pretty much to to sum up, like you got him fired and like pretty much ruined quote unquote ruined his life. Like we as we obviously know that like he deserved it, but like don't like fucking like act like that you're innocent. Like oh like why is this person trying to like ruin my life? <laughs> like oh he has to, he has a reason to get upset at us. So they come back home and uh, they hire uh, two security guards. All right, I'm gonna tell you their names. Um, 
one of those names, I think, I think one of the names is like Stanton or some shit like that. But the other one's name is Prescott. What? Uh, uh, Prescott? That is his first name. That, that, that's not his last name. That is his first name. It's Prescott. And uh, the other one is named, uh, oh, is it fucking, hold on. I need to, I'm actually looking it up right now because the name was so bad. It was Prescott. Fuck. I mean, all these names are fucking bad. Anastasia still, really. Uh, sounds like a fucking Crayola color. Uh, Prescott and Sawyer. That's what it is. It's Prescott and Sawyer. Those are terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. <laughs> they picked them out of a fucking name center. Like, ah, you need to go with Cody or Prescott. I'll go Prescott. So Prescott and Sawyer are the security guards. Yeah, one's a Prescott. Okay. Prescott's the girl. The one is the woman. She's like a short black woman, and like Sawyer is just mm. like this good-looking bodyguard. Now, you think that would factor into any of the stories? That that has nothing to factor in the stories. Um, here's the thing. Um. Sawyer, the bodyguard, is way better looking than Christian Gray is. <laughs> which, 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 that I feel like that's kind of like a, a big crux in your movie. If like the the you know the super attractive quote unquote uh, Christian Gray is supposed to be like this uh, super attractive dude, and like his bodyguard's like five leagues better looking than he is. But I digress. So he has the worst fucking security guards ever. These two are bad at their job. So there's a part of the movie where Christian Grey uh, is going off to a business trip in New York, even though he does not explicitly say what he fucking does. Like, it's been three movies. I do not know what the fuck he does. Like, he he, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't <laughs> express once, like, oh, I have a PDF to, like, file. Or, oh, we, you know, I have to go to the summit for leadership. Like, he, doesn't, he just goes, oh, I go to New York. Like, he could be doing anything. He could be selling drugs. What, what, what do you do, Christian Grey? Anyway. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm in, the, I'm in the theater, like, clutching my popcorn. What the fuck is this job? <laughs> so, uh, so he goes away to New York. So, Chris, so he basically, you know, he does that. He's still controlling. Surprise, surprise. He's controlling of his wife. He's like, uh, hey, I may be in New York, but I'm going to have Sawyer detailing. So basically, Sawyer's follows her on the entire fucking movie. And he's like, I'm going to have Sawyer follow you. And um, basically, uh, you know, come back, you know, after work. I need you to head back home because I need you to be sick because we don't know where Jack is. I was like, fucking just have a warrant out for his arrest, you idiot. Anyway. Of course, she goes out with her friend. She goes out with her, the, the best friend, the best friend, you know, who like. Basically, he was a putz the entire movie. So her best friend basically is dating Christian Gray's best friend. <laughs> Co-wickety-doo. Yeah. <laughs> and so she basically says some bullshit like, oh, I think he's cheating on me, yada, 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 whatever. That plot point is resolved in the dumbest way ever. And I'll get to that later. So this movie doesn't have as many plot points, but it does have a lot more dumb stuff in it. So these security guards bring her back home. She's drunk, you know, because she went out. She disobeyed Christian Gray. He, she goes inside to her house. So she goes to her bedroom, and guess who's there? Just guess. Uh, Sawyer. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a uh, Ray, Ray, Ray McGee. Oh, I so Ray McGee. Comes like so somehow he got access into their house to be in their bedroom like just fucking start. Yeah. Mind you, this, things work. 
a gazillionaire, a gazillionaire who is worried about the safety of his wife, and he can't put like fucking slow and shields on that shit. Anyway, shield your home, no slow and shield. So Jack, so basically, he comes from behind her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I got you now. Oh, I'm gonna kill you!" Like he is so over the top, it's hilarious. Like he's like, you ever like watch a movie where the bad guy's trying so hard to be? Like menacing or terrifying, and you're just like, oh, look how cute you are with your little, your angry face, and rah, rah, rah. like that's what he is. He he's adorable. Okay. Which your your uh your main villain shouldn't be adorable. <laughs> like he's trying so hard to be menacing, but it just comes off as like cheesy and hammy. But it's very enjoyable because the rest of the movie would have been boring. So he's oh. like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. He has like a knife to her throat, and she's like. Wah, 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 wah. So this idiot could just kill her in the bedroom, and none of the bodyguards would know that. Instead, this moron decides to drag her into the like into the living. It's like the uh, not the living room because it's like a mansion. So like, you know what I mean? Parlor? What? The what? Like a parlor? Yeah, the parlor. Yeah, where like people would hear. It's like the, like an open ended area of the house where you can hear <laughs> w- w- noises. So he goes, "I'm gonna kill you." So I'm gonna kill you by dragging you into the fucking open ended area of the mansion, moron. So he goes there, and then the security guards, like, they both, like, they come on, they come in on him, and he's like, I'm going to stab her, and, like, they both have guns. So this idiot actually brought a knife to a gunfight. Um, so basically, he's like, I'm going to kill her, and then Prescott, like, so the, the short black woman, who's, like, 5'1", he's, like, maybe six foot, she grabs his arm, she throws the worst fucking punch I've ever seen in a movie. Like, she comes nowhere close to hitting him. Like, she throws, like, an uppercut, and, like, he, like, flies in the air. <laughs> and, like, drops a knife, and they arrest him, and they, they go to take him off to the court. This is the first 15 minutes of the movie, mind you. Wait, what? It's only been 15 minutes? This has only been 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Jesus. So, Christian Grey comes back. He's very upset that she, quote-unquote, disobeyed him, even though she basically was, like, pretty much taken at knife point and almost sexually assaulted. So... I'm going to ask you a question. Hypothetical. If you were sexually assaulted, yes, and you had a very traumatic situation with someone who put a knife to your throat, uh, and it's someone that tried to sexually assault you before, and your husband said, hey, let's go to the pleasure room so I can tie you up to a wall. The day, the, the day after. Would you be- um, I'd probably be like, hey, uh, not a good time. Like, nah, fam? Nah, 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 nah. Um, <laughs> nah, fam, I'm good now. <laughs> so, no, not not her, not her. She was like, she was game for it. She was like, I was like, wow, that was, she totally forgot about it. Like, she was like, at one point, she's like crying in the field position. And he's like, oh, let's go to the, let's go to the, let's go to the fun room. And... The, the, the playroom is what they call it. You just go to the playroom, and she's like, oh, yes. I was like, excuse me? I was like, okay. Obviously, they don't know anything about women or people who've ever had, like, who've ever been sexually assaulted. Because there's no way in hell someone's like, oh, yeah, please just tie me up because I was just, I just had a knife to my throat. Like, I was thinking, like, if they're going to do that angle, then she should have just, like, said to, like, Jack, she's like, oh, chokes on you. I, I'm into this type of stuff. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> that kind of would have been funny, like, altogether inappropriate, but, like, or even just saying something like, wow, this is totally going to be part of my fantasy later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Know? Like, make the shit. Like, listen, go boss the walls with the shit. But don't try to put some type of dumb logic into the shit. So he basically ties her up to the, uh, so it's just funny. Like, whenever he said, like, oh, let's go to the playroom. 
I, I want it to be like he walks in it's like a fucking bouncy castle. <laughs> he does go a fucking ball pit like, oh, come in, come in. <laughs> so he, he has her tied up to the wall. And so uh, the, the audience really loved the scenes where he showed the toys. <laughs> he showed the 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 toys. And people were like, oh! And like, my thing was like, I was wondering if any of these women had ever seen a vibrator before because I've never seen that reaction before to something that like I was like, like a lot of these women were like gasping like they never like they looked they looked at they like they reacted to these like sex toys as if it was the holy grail. <laughs> wow, like they like they people like oh my I'm like. I'm pretty sure you can get that shit on fucking Amazon for like six sixty six or something like that, or six, you know, eighty two. <laughs> so search for a vibrator on Amazon if you are too embarrassed to go into an actual sex shop and just get that. Like, there you go, get it. Exactly. Like these people are like, oh my god, look at the state of the art technology. I was like, oh my fucking god. So basically, he has against the wall, and mind you, this is his wife. His wife. No, I know. I take you. Uh, I take you no know, to take care of you and love you until the end of my days. His wife, um, he has her against the wall, tied up, and they're doing the little sex. <laughs> their sex games, excuse me, their sex games. Um, and mind you, she just you know she was just assaulted the day before. Uh, he decides to grab a vibrator and put it just right in between her legs, like <laughs> okay. But he does it like in a way to like I guess quote unquote prove a point. I didn't really get it, but okay. But he does like. And she like he goes, she says like their safe word, which is like red or some shit like that. She's like red, red, red. And I was like, can I say my safe word? Get me out of this fucking movie. <laughs> refund, refund, refund. Um. So then she's like, she's like, that wasn't out of love. That was out of revenge. I was like, are you just now realizing that he's a fucking sociopath? I was like, this fucking shit is the dumbest thing in the world. Okay, this is still twenty five minutes into the movie, mind you. How is oh my gosh, this is like the longest movie I've ever It is horrendously long. So moving on, they move on, you know, move on towards that. They make up, blah blah blah. So do you remember that scene in the movie where they're like laying out plans for this house and he's talking to like the woman, and the woman's like, she's like, Oh, you can call me Mrs. Gray or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen saw like one of the teasers on, t- on- No, I didn't, but I will pretend I did. <sighs> Fuck. So, okay, that was like so on like on the teasers. That was like a big scene. Like, oh, this woman is sitting on Christian Grey clearly, and then Anastasia Steele like comes in, or Anastasia Grey, excuse me. Uh, she comes in and she's like, um, like like stop, uh, stop, you know, stop making eyes at my husband, and you can call me Mrs. Grey. And it's like, ooh, that that woman in that movie, like that movie, that woman in that teaser. That's our yeah. only scene. That's our only scene in the movie. That's it. Yep. That's that's it. That, that's cool. that that scene that is in the trailer is exactly the length of the scene in the movie. Why? Why? I have no clue. <laughs> it has no bearing on the rest of the plot whatsoever. They like they, they refer to her a couple of times, like, oh, you remember that slut? Basically, they're like, Oh, remember that, that oh that whore that was sleeping with Christian? But they, she's never like shown ever again. <laughs> so Jesus. But that's that that side plot. So basically, they want a house. Dumb shit. Um, do you are you familiar with the uh, musician or singer or I guess singer uh, Rita Ora? Uh, yes, actually. Rita Ora is in this movie. Why? Why oh, 
Rita Ora sings half the fucking soundtrack to this movie. Jeez. Rita Ora isn't bad. Rita Ora isn't good enough to be on nine nine songs of soundtrack to make me go, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Rita Ora. So you're familiar with um with uh-huh. uh with you're familiar with uh, James Brown, right? Yes. You know, uh Pop Pop got a brand new bag, you know. Um, I got so I've got so I've got so I'm super bad. That song, super, yes. That song, Rita Ora covers it, and uh, she covers it in uh, Shades of Grey. Okay. It is one of the worst goddamn things I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> she sounds like she sounds like you know, two a.m. A couple Heinekens in you. You're at the, you know you're singing karaoke. Your voice is gone at this point, but you're gonna try your best to hit those high notes. That's what she sounds like trying to cover this goddamn song. Um, I mean, I'm gonna point out though that uh, the Kendrick Lamar basically does the entire soundtrack for Black Panther, and I didn't even notice because the soundtrack was awesome. So, well, you know, one of us got to see a movie where Kendrick Lamar was uh, doing the soundtrack. One of us got to see a, a movie where Rita Ora was doing the soundtrack. And that pretty much just sums up the, the decisions that we made uh, this past weekend, isn't it? So, <clears throat> Rita Ora is Christian Grey's adopted sister. Okay. That is not, that had, that had, which has not been mentioned in the last two fucking movies. <laughs> So I immediately in my head I was like, oh well, she's gonna be kidnapped or something, because <laughs> there's the, it's like um what's that fucking thing like don't introduce something if it's not gonna be uh what the fuck's it called it's like a a screenwriting uh device yeah like, oh. no I I know what you mean though I don't remember the exact thing. yeah it's like yeah basically don't introduce something if you're not gonna address it at all. <laughs> Oh, yes. well, there's a reason why they introduced her in the movie. Um, Rita Ora's acting ability, um, she's not as, like, she's not as wooden as a doorknob, so to say, but she's definitely, she definitely can make a couple of benches, I'll tell you that much. Her mm-hmm. delivery in this movie is, like, speak and spell levels. Like, hello, Christian Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I love my brother. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> like, she sounds like she's, like, malfunctioning during half her lines. I was like, someone get her some fucking oil or something. So, uh, basically, you know, she basically is there to be like, oh, my God, you have changed Christian for the better. I was like, really? This, he's still a dickhead the entire movie. Like, the entire movie, he is nothing but a dickhead. He's even worse in the movie, in, like, the third movie. So, she's like, oh. Um, and so, I'm going to tell you a line. And um, I'm ready. She goes, you know, she goes, uh, Christian's never cried before. Oh, okay. Now... Oh. Now, I bet you, I, don't know, cry. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you by the end of the movie, Christian Grey's going to cry. So basically her point, her point of the, her point in this movie is she's basically, you know, I will say that none of the characters in the Christian, none, none of the characters in Fifty Shades of Freed would put, uh, would pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> the Bechdel test? The Bechdel test, as I said. Yeah, you said back to I said, but... I said, I said, well, I said, uh, well, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm close, all right? I know what I was talking about. I know, I'm not referring to anyway. So none of them would, none of them would uh, pass the, uh, the, the thank you test. So, <laughs> uh, so this is like later in the movie. Later in the movie, uh, Chris, you know, she's at, she's at her, um, she's at her, her office. Her and Christian Gray had a fight because, okay. oh, she's pregnant. 
What? She's pregnant. That's like in like the 40 minute mark of the movie. She's pregnant. Now she goes to the doctor. Um, this is all wrapped up together. <laughs> she um, goes to the doctor. She's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, yeah, you're like six weeks long. Now, I've never been pregnant before. Uh, you really? Nope, you nope. Surprise. But I'm sure I would know I was six weeks pregnant before the six-week mark. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I'm just saying, maybe. Maybe I would, maybe I'd have like a, maybe some morning sickness would happen. I, I don't know. Um, so, she's pregnant. So, she tells Christian Grey, and the funniest part of the movie, which that's not saying fucking much, but the funniest part of the movie he tells she tells Christian Grey, "Hey, I'm pregnant," and he does like this double take that is fucking hilarious. He's like, "He like, like, it looks like an honest reaction. Like he looks so confused." Okay, so he basically is like, "Oh, you didn't take your shots." So she takes like these shots, so she doesn't get pregnant. But then she, of course, like she's like the voice of reason in this movie. She's like, "Well, when we have sex every day, then like." It's like we're bound to get. I'm bound to get pregnant, like you fucking moron. Yeah. So he gets really upset. So basically, he says, "This is what he says." He goes, "Uh, this is gonna ruin everything. I had things planned for us." And then he leaves the house. Okay. I was like, "Wow, Father of the Year, ladies and gentlemen." I was like, "I was like, uh, Chris Benoit is a better father than you, sir." So, um, we go, um. So she's like pregnant and like so to show that she's pregnant, she basically holds her stomach the entire movie, but she shows no type of like baby weight or like baby bump. She just holds her stomach. She's like, Oh my god, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. She's like it's like it's kinda of like how like when like when, when like little kids play house and like the mommy has to like hold her stomach to like signify that she's like pregnant. Like that's basically what she does in this movie. So we go on and so basically so she ends up going to the hearing for Jack. Like, by the way, she shows up in, like, fucking, like, her best breakfast of Tiffany, breakfast at Tiffany's, like, uh, wardrobe with the glasses and the black dress and, you know, that shit. Um, mm. I, I've never seen breakfast at Tiffany's, but I do know that scene. So, she shows up, like, at the court hearing. I'm like, idiot. Like, you can clearly see it's you. Anyway. So, mind you, this dude is, um, he's basically being charged with, like, you know, a whole heap of shit. Like, you know, arson. Uh, you know, breaking and entering, assault, like a bunch of shit. So, <laughs> the judge goes, the female judge, mind you, she goes, you know what? Because basically his story has been like, oh, you know, she's lying. She wants my jock, basically. Oh, she wants to have sex with me in that office. But no, she's basically doing this lie. She's lying to get me in trouble. I was like, ooh, okay, whatever. So the female judge goes, you know, I believe that you're making this all up. You would say anything to save your hide. But, mm. <laughs> but since you have a clean record, I'm going to let you out on bail. Well, he's white, so yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I was saying he's white. <laughs> but I was like, but like in this universe, though, like you can commit arson, sexually assault someone, break and entering. But no, but but doing this to a built to a more richer, whiter billionaire's wife and not get any type of jail time. Jail time? I in mean, what, in, where? In what? In what America? <laughs> any America where white people are not criminals. Obviously. True. Well, it's the red eyeliner. That's why they. <laughs> 
So he you know you know he walks off. They put him off the handcuffs to go to you know go to booking, and he looks at Christian. He looks at Anastasia and makes the the rapiest fucking face. He like his eye like he looks he looks fucking crusty as fuck too. So he like licks his lips. He's like yeah yeah. <laughs> so she goes and throws up and blah blah. So Jack Hyde is out on the streets. So yeah. towards the end of the movie, towards the later the later third of the movie. She gets a phone call at her office. Remember, mind you, her and Christian Grey have, are, had a huge fight over the baby. Basically, uh, he basically left. So where he, where did he go? He went to go visit um, Kim Basinger. Um, remember his mom, who basically was his like his sub, whatever. Uh, but he didn't like sleep with her. But she saw the text messages, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then basically she was like, "You know what? Fuck you. Me and this baby are gonna go somewhere else." So she just goes mm. to work. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't think the baby can file a PDF. Anyway, so <laughs> so she gets a call, and it's it's Jack, but it's coming from Christian Gray's sister's phone. Rita Ora, it's coming from Rita Ora's phone. Rita Ora. I was like, no. He goes. He goes. <laughs> so over the fucking top. He goes, yeah, I've got you. I've got her here, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna kidnap her. I got her my little pretty like fucking over the like he fucking is the worst. So he's like, yeah, I basically kidnapped her, and if you want to find her, then you need you need to take out twenty. I think it was, I think it was twenty half a million dollars. I think it was like half a million dollars. You take a half a million dollars and bring it to the bridge by like three o'clock. She's like, I don't have it. She sounds so fucking whiny. She's like, oh, I don't. I don't and she's like, uh, you, she's like, you're married to a billionaire, aren't you? I was like, touche, too <laughs> fucking shay. <laughs> so he hangs up. So she goes to the bank. Um, <laughs> fucking, she goes to the bank, and in the most unbelievable scene of the movie, and that is saying some shit, she basically is like, hey, um, I take out half a million dollars. And the bank guy is like, um, no. And she's like, Yes. She goes, well, I'm Anast- <laughs> she goes, I'm Anastasia Gray. And he's like, okay, get that money for you now. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> they're, the, they're rich. This is how things happen for rich white people. I, I, I know. I was like, shit. So he goes to take the money out. And she's like, oh, I need it all in cash. If you put it in this bag. I was like, how is this not suspicious? Well, half a million would be so heavy. Holy crap. Oh, she was able to put that all in her purse, though. No. Yes. <laughs> fucking yes. No. She put it all in her little fucking Fendi purse. <laughs> so apparently Fendi purses are good for just taking out a lot of cash. So they basically then Christian Gray. So Christian Gray calls and goes, "Why are you moving half a million dollars from my from our, from our account?" He's like, "Are you gonna leave me?" She goes, "I can't tell you why." Of review course. that. Re- review this this sentence. She can't tell um, Christian Gray. That Christian Gray's sister is being abducted or is abducted by the creep that wants to like kill them. She can't tell him at all. Like she can't even give him like a little tip. Like no, she's like nope. He goes, oh, you're... So he goes, oh, you are leaving me then. She... And so he like she goes, give it to the back to the bank manager. And he goes, of course he goes. You know he says the fucking cliche thing, whatever she wants, give it to her. And then like oh, <laughs> oh, tears on my heartstrings. So she takes. A lot, like she gets all this money. So basically, Sawyer like figures out where she's at, and then she has to like try to like evade him because she doesn't want him to know what he's do- what she's doing. So she gets in like, this random car, um, and then like he's like he like keeps calling her. He's like, okay, now we need to like get rid of your phone, blah blah blah. 
So she gets rid of a. This is the this is something that didn't make any sense to me. She get she got rid of like a dummy phone. So like the phone that because Christian Grey has um because of course this creep does he has like a location tracker on her. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's how he's able to 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 find her in like in the end because he's a fucking sociopathic creep. Um. So but she like gets rid of like a dummy phone, and so she drives she drives off. I want you to remember this. Uh, I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you a, a license plate here, uh, API five hundred one. All right, you got that? Okay. So Sawyer is chasing them on foot to try to like rescue Anastasia. Um, he sees the license plate and fucking clear. Like I see it. Like the entire audience sees it. Like they they focus on him looking at the uh, license plate. Christian Gray, mm-hmm. Christian Gray calls back. Christian Gray's like, "Oh, I I suspect something was going on with her, so I'm gonna go uh, try to track her down." Blah blah. blah. He calls her back and he's like, "Hey, boss. Um, I know she got no. She just got in the car. Uh, the the license plate. I couldn't read it. She's um. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, it's fucking six letters, you dumbass. Worst security people ever. So she ends up meeting him at the bridge. Uh, you know, she sees Rita Ora. Rita Ora. You know, looks like she's been like she's looking. She hasn't even been like abducted. Like, <laughs> like she looks like she just like was like did like." <laughs> Calmly drinking wine at the edge of a white sofa or something like, like that. Like, the worst she probably did was, like, give her, like, a nookie. Like, <laughs> so they hug, blah, blah, blah. And so this motherfucker comes out of nowhere. Like, he fucking, like, just pops like a fucking, like, a rapey jack, like, a ra- uh, rapey jack in the box. Like, whoo! So he's, like, he's, like, uh, oh, where do you think you're going? And he does this, like, weird thing where he, like, strokes her face. Like, like he's, like, stroking her face. Yeah. He's, like, ooh, I see you use foundation. Like, so I wish you would have said that. Um, so he does that. Then he like punches her in the fucking face. Oh shit! He's like he's fucking like pops right in the fucking jaw. I was like, holy shit! So he like starts like kicking. He's just like kicking the shit. Of course, he kicks her in the stomach because remember she's pregnant. Remember, guys, she's pregnant. So he kicks her in the stomach. So his accomplice, who apparently was like one of her assistants, I don't know, I didn't pay attention that much to it. Like I was like, who the fuck is she? And then like she was, oh, that's her assistant. I was like, oh, of course, uh, <laughs> duh. Um, she's like, she's on the screen for like ten minutes. So basically, she's like, oh, you said you wouldn't kill her. He goes, shut the fuck up and drive. I was like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> so the police come and Christian Gray comes. Now I'm gonna rewind back to a couple more plot points to really let you know how this, how much this ending makes sense. Mm-hmm. So remember uh, in the last movie he had that crazy woman who was like stalking him and tried to kill him and try to shoot him with a gun, but then he like got her. Yes, 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 yes. And she was committed to the mental asylum. Yes. Um. Well, the gun. Well, what what do you think happened to the gun? Uh, no, it's not coming back, is it? Uh. uh no, not coming back. Wait, Christian Grey kept the gun? Yeah, he did. 110%. He kept the gun. He kept the gun for reasons that were not explained in the movie. He kept the fucking gun for some reason. She, like, she like, like, there's a scene where, like, she's cutting his hair, yes, and they try to make it sexy. Uh, but the scene where, he, like, she's cutting his hair, and she goes in the drawer, and she's, like, looking for, like, clippers or something, and or looking for some, or it's, like, a bondage tool. I don't know which one, which one she was looking for. But she finds the gun, and she's like, why do you have this gun? And you're like, oh, uh. He goes, well, I couldn't – I didn't want to, like, give the gun away to the police because she was in enough trouble as it is. What? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That makes no sense. So what she did is before she left the bank, she took the gun and put it in her waistband. 
And by that, I mean, she put the gun like literally on her like exposed back. I was like, that gun would go off and shoot you right in the ass cheeks, lady. Uh, <laughs> so as she's on the stunt, you know, as she's on the floor, you know, holding her stump because she got kicked in it, remember? Because she's pregnant, remember? Yeah. She yes. grabs the gun and like Christian Gray and all them, the police come down. There. Before they even come near him, she shoots him. She shoots him like in the thigh. She's like, bam, like shoots him right in the thigh. And then he's arrested. And that's it. That's it? Yes. That's it. <laughs> they built up an hour and 45 minutes of that movie to that lame ass conclusion. <laughs> Just shoots him right in the, right in the, yep, he's done. That your main villain. I was like a chump for the second time in the fucking movie. <laughs> but, 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 she's still on the floor. She still got her ass kicked. So, Christian Gray's like, oh my god, come on, Anastasia. You can make it. You can make it. So, they take her to the hospital. She's going in and out. She's like fading. She's like a coma or some shit. Or like the quickest coma I've ever seen. She's you know, going in and out. Even when I was in my car crash, I, was, I didn't even have that much of a fucking, you know, delusion. Yeah. I love you casually just drop, I was in a car crash. <laughs> well, I saw a car crash, and I was in a car crash, and <laughs> so it's just fitting. So, uh, she, um, God almighty. So, she's like, you know, she's getting in the gurney, and then, like, Kim Basinger's there for, like, two minutes of screen time, and he's talking to her. So, guess what happens? As she's on, as she's on the hospital bed, Christian Gray is looking at his wife. He's looking at the woman that he's controlled for the last three movies, the woman that he told, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want you or your baby. I, I, you know, I don't want this baby because it's gonna ruin everything that I've had planned for you. Basically, you know, he tortured her, you know, sexually after uh, she was uh, sexually assaulted by uh, the villain of the movie. You know, just looking at her lovingly. And um, guess what he does? What he cries. Yes, the man who's never cried before is gonna cry. Now. And the tears. He worked his ass off to get that tear off. That, that, he looked like what he do was like when you put like water in your eyes, and you want you want the droplets to come down. Like <laughs> it was the most unconvincing cry ever. And then she she wakes up after he cries, and she goes, "Have you been crying?" And at that point of the movie, I just put my head down. And I went, "What the fuck is this?" Like I went like out loud. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And a couple people laughed around me. A couple people told me to shush, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Have a mental breakdown in this movie. So then, like, they fast forward to like their little two-year-old kid, and uh, that's the end of the movie. Wait, what? Yes, that's that's the end of the movie. Oh, but there's two there's two scenes I want to in particular want to talk about. Okay. There is. Uh, how am I going to describe this? Oh boy. Um. <sighs> there's a scene. Where they all, all of, like, the friends, like, because, no, she basically got mad at him again in the movie because, like, he's like, she's like, you're trying to control who I see. I was like, that, that's, been, that's been three movies, honey. That's been all three movies. He's been trying to control who you see. So she's like, oh, well, he's like, oh, well, you know what? Now you can hang out your, with your friends and my friends. So they basically go on some retreat to Aspen, cliched vacation place number 66. Um, or should I say? Cliche- I was going to say, that's not very high on the list. But it is definitely a cliched vacation. Or should I say cliched vacation spot number 69? Huh? Oh. Ding, 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 ding. So, okay. So, they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're up. And basically, oh, they basically make a joke. They're going, oh, you guys are so loud and you're having sex. <laughs> Their chemistry in three movies. I don't understand how 
you are in a movie with someone for three movies and you still have no chemistry. Like, you can tell they actively hate each other. Like, they actively despise each other's existence. But I still believe that they're in love. So, yeah, sure. That's how, I, that's how, my, that's how my relationships go. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I, no, I really- a, a year from now or whatever, they're going to told that, uh, what, what was the, um, Lance uh, DiCaprio and Stewart. Oh, I was gonna say Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson being like, we fucking hated every moment. Oh of yeah, yeah, of course they are. They be like, oh, we fucking hate every moment. I was like, yeah, sure you did. I was like, as you were getting those billion dollars. Uh... Oh, listen, there's yeah. no shame in doing these movies if you're getting paid for it. It's just fucking terrible. Anyway, so she's you no, know, she's like, he's like, he's you know, he's shirtless and you know, he's digging in the the uh, the kitchen and she like is like sitting on the table and she's eating ice cream. Now, you're probably like, why are you mentioning ice cream? Oh, because the fact is big into the scene. So, she has ice cream. It's Ben and Jerry's, by the way. Now, I can tell because I can see the fucking label, and I've eaten enough ice cream in my life to know that. I think it's Chunky Monkey. Can't tell. So, she has the ice cream. He goes over to her. They have some really inspired banter, as in, like, basically, no, you stop. No, you stop. No, you stop. No, you stop. He's like, okay, can I have some of that ice cream? She's like, you want it? And she basically does like the fucking airplane. Here comes the airplane. Yay! <laughs> she does that and then she like tends to drop the ice cream on his chest. <sighs> okay. So oh, it gets worse. So the ice cream's on his chest. It's like on his chest. And then she starts spraying more ice cream and starts putting more on his chest. And then they do the weirdest thing in this camera shot where they follow the trail of ice cream going down his chest. Okay, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. She then, like, proceeds to, like, lick the ice cream off his chest. Mm-hmm. And then they, the camera decides to focus for three seconds, three seconds, on her licking the ice cream and then proceeding to suck the ice cream off, out of his pubes. I am not joking. <laughs> I am not joking. Puby ice cream. And... At that part of the movie, I got up, got out of my seat. This is why, like, I don't, I, I don't have a huge recap because I missed a car- part of the movie. Because at that point in the movie, I went in the movie and tried to bash my head into the sink. <laughs> I left. I went past the ticket taker. He was like, "Oh, where are you going?" I was like, "Going to the lobby." He's like, "What movie are you in?" I was like, Fifty Shades of Grey." He was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "No, don't apologize. I'm an idiot." And I walked up and I walked away. So that, that scene happened, and then apparently um, that scene didn't end there because they said, like, oh, then, like, he zips his pants, but, like, then you see the ice cream is continuing to make a, just, it's continuing to fucking flow right through his pubes. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> and then, uh, so that ends, and then the second scene I want to talk about is the, re- the actual end of the movie, the actual end of the movie. Uh... She, no, he's playing the piano. Oh, there's a scene where he sings, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like at the piano singing and he sounds horrible. But everybody's like, oh my God, Christian Gray, you're such a great singer, blah, blah, blah. So there's. He ain't no John Legend. Oh, he's, he's not even a fucking. He's not even a fucking John Adams. <laughs> he fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so basically. No, she's looking at him, she's watching him on the piano, and they re- they literally recap the last two movies. And then the, they recap the movie that you just fucking spent money to see. They just recap all the scenes. And I was like, I saw those already. <laughs> Why are you recapping them? 
I was here. Makes no sense. <laughs> I saw the PBI stream. You don't need to replay that, <laughs> please. So, basically, she's looking through it, and then she like gets an idea. She goes in her room, and the weirdest thing ever, she like grabs a pair of jeans out of her drawer. And mm-hmm. apparently, I was supposed to remember that that was the outfit that she wore when she first saw him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I barely remember that. All the rest of them. I barely remember like the main plot points of the movie, much less what she was wearing when she saw him. So then she's like, sends him a text saying, "I'm ready for your beck and call, Matt." So I'm like, "I'm I'm at your beck and call, sir." Or some okay. dumb shit. Yeah. So she's at the movie. She's so, so she's sitting. Um, she's like, then she's in the she's in the playroom. Uh. And which I, I mind you, like, is that gonna be weird when they have a kid? And the kid's like, oh, can I go to the playroom? They're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not your playroom. <laughs> no, the, the, the Fisher Price is not the fucking sex toys. So, oh, God Almighty. Oh, Santa Maria. Um, so she's sitting in the playroom. She's sitting like, she's at that, she's, at, she's sitting at the angle that you like, you know how like, White girls on Instagram trying to make their ass look bigger by sitting on their uh, sitting on the soles of their feet. Yes. Yes. So she's sitting just like that. I um, mean, yes, I just called out a majority of people on Instagram. Uh, so listen, I, I, I'm on to your tricks. <laughs> so she's sitting on the soles of her feet to make her make her ass look bigger. Um, I don't know what she's gonna sit on to make her chest look bigger because <laughs> her chest is really small. So <laughs> so <laughs> this movie's just. Brings the worst out of me. So it it does. You're a terrible person already. So she's sitting there, blindfolded, yada yada yada, and the audience, funniest fucking. The audience is getting really excited because like, oh, it's gonna be like the the big sex scene because it's gonna be the end of the movie, the end of the trilogy. They have to end off on a good note. Mm -hmm. She's blindfolded. He gets near her. He takes his shirt off, closes the door, credits roll, fucking. The audience goes, oh! (laughs) That's the end. That's the end of the movie. (laughs) I was laughing so hard at the collective disappointment in the audience. Oh, my goodness. It it, it, it did me good. It it done me well. It done me well. (laughs) Oh, God. So... Yeah, so that that's that is the Fifty Shades trilogy, and um, I have to say that, but grudgingly, the best movie is the first one. Um, my favorite thing about Fifty Shades is that one year in college, uh, a second generation Indian, uh, student read a section of Fifty Shades in a very heavily accented, like 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 you know like a very heavy Indian accent. You know, and then he took my sex as a, like, just making fun of it kind of thing. And that is probably what I would honestly listen to something like that because I would be in stitches rolling and laughing because she was so funny when she did it. And that's all I have to add about Fifty Shades of Grey. It's, <laughs> but uh, that's the thing, like, the thing is, like, these movies, what I don't understand is, like, why these movies didn't, like, play, like, because the books are terrible. The book, like, has, like, batshit crazy lines in it like i actually i like i did the same thing like for like a comedy thing i wrote i read some of the lines with someone on on, on a radio show at in college like like i've done you know you know so like like the 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 batch of crazy narration 
is like the that's like the selling point of the movies or the, the selling point of the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's none of that in there. There's none of it. It's it's almost like the the book was able to be a little more like tongue in cheek, but the movie was very. Serious the movie about takes it. itself way too fucking seriously. It's like no one takes like no one actually believes Shades of Grey is a good novel. No one. I challenge to believe that no one actually like it's not like Twilight where Twilight was actually tapping into dumb teenagers where they can go oh this is this is probably the best novel I've ever read besides Robinson Crusoe uh but like no one genuinely believes this shit is good so it's like you have like just play up play up to the fact that we're like listen we're in, we're in on the joke all right wink wink nudge nudge here's that crazy line that you remember hey remember when you said kinky funk fuckery which is actually in one of the second movies but um like come on like oh it's just, it's so, it's bad on so many levels. It's bad, it's bad writing. It's bad acting. Besides Dakota Johnson, she's actually really good in the movie. She actually tries her best. Like, Dakota Johnson actually is really good in the movie. Because you know what? She tried her best to make those fucking dumbass lines work. Um, it's bad directing, bad. The cinematography actually isn't that bad, to be honest. Like, they're like, oh, look at these nice little trees. I was like, oh, I'd rather watch this than fucking watch Ice Cream Cold Summer's Pews. What the fuck was that all about? So... <laughs> Like it's just it's bad all around. It's not. It's, I think it's, it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just fucking bad. Like it's not even. Yeah. It's just terrible. It's terrible. And I. And I There's nothing joyful. And in I'm it. glad. I'm glad I'm Fifty Shades of Freed. Aww, that was a cute use of the title. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank. I mean, I feel. I feel like part of my soul is lost, and I, and it, it's a damn shame that uh, that when I had a chance to go to the movie theaters. And I and I saw Black Panther. And I saw Chadwick Boseman on the on the poster, looking at me like poster. looking at me like, "Come on, brother, come on, make the right choice." And I was like, two for Fifty Shades of Grey, please. Uh, Fifty Shades of Freed, please." And I was like, "I'm sorry." And I he, I could, I swear I could see him look at me with disgust on the poster, like, "Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're you're he definitely you're a piece of he shit. Definitely. You're a piece of shit." And I was like, "I know, I know, I know." So yeah, that's why the worst part about it is that I could have seen a much better movie with latex, um, but I instead saw that piece of shit. So that's that's the, that's the trilogy. No, Black Panther was fantastic. Oh God, oh fucking mighty! You definitely missed out. Oh definitely. God, almighty. oh mighty! <laughs> my uh, so like our screening was a little crazy. Um, it was packed, but my one of my favorite moments was when um this white woman had been kicking the back of this black guy's chair the entire time yep. and just all of a sudden he flips on and he's like could you control yourself <laughs> and i want to like stand up and what kind of rules this motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she was she was one of those like obnoxious white women oh like, no but uh it was just really funny oh no so, so yeah i i wanted to cheer you want to what Oh, you want a cherry? I, I was like, cheer. I was like, you want a cherry? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Ew, I hate cherries. They're disgusting. Oh, 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 did you know? Fun fact. Okay. Um, so don't say that you never learned on this podcast. Did you know that the Maraschino cherry guy was like a mobster? Really? So I think like three years ago, as my laptop almost falls to the floor, I'm reading the story right now. Um, so the Maraschino Cherry guy, um, so this happened, I think, in 2005, maybe, 
2015, I mean. Um, so the the so this guy basically was he's a, uh, the the cherry cherry type ty- cherry tycoon kills himself amid drug raid on factory. Oh, so the guy's name is <laughs> Arthur Mandela. Uh, basically, uh, Dell's Marchino cherries, you know the ones. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> in because his factory's in Red Hook section of Brooklyn. Um, which, you know, is a little bit of a different type of area. So apparently this dude uh, had also also been running a drug running business amongst his cherry. I mean, he gets points for ingenuity. Like, I wouldn't suspect the maraschino cherries of having drugs in them. My favorite part is the source added that before the bust, Mandela was, quote, very paranoid and, quote, loved cocaine. <laughs> so he was smuggling, more or less he was smuggling some cocaine, but he apparently he had a lot more weed than uh, cocaine. And so he didn't want to go, he didn't want to go to jail, which, I mean, who the fuck goes to jail for, for weed unless you're black? Um, so... He apparently asked you the bathroom, so he politely said, "Hey, can I use the bathroom?" He went in the bathroom as police were outside, and he shot himself in the head. So, there you go. <laughs> well then. And then there's a there's a there's a line from one of the officers who said, "Poor guy. In this day and age, you can do no jail time for marijuana, unless you're black, of course." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in hasn't New York has yeah York no yeah yeah you can't in New York though it's like I rare. mean even Jackson Mississippi is considering decriminalizing it like wow wow <laughs> they're like listen listen let's have the people have the reefer okay come on come on <laughs> the reefer the Mar- the Mary the Mary <laughs> no I mean if Jackson Mississippi is considering declassifying it then you're fine listen. Well, hey, listen, I'm just saying, I didn't know that, that you know, like, are your cherries laced cocaine or weed? That's what you have to ask yourself nowadays. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like the chemicals used to preserve the cherries might not work the same, you know, yep. on the, the reefer, the, uh, <laughs> the Mary Jane. The devil's grass. <laughs> The devil's grass, exactly. Um, so I don't think that's a concern I have. But, you know, if uh, if everyone's on the same page and wants weed-infused cherries, they should get their weed-infused cherries. Hey, listen. You gotta get that good stuff out when you can. That's nah, mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So, uh, we're almost near the wrap-up point. Sorry, this is a, you know, for our viewers, this is a a rather rushed episode. Um, one of, us, one of want- us got in a car crash. Uh, and-, yeah. <laughs> and one of us got in a car crash and keeps using it as an excuse for everything. Oh, I, I've, been, I've been using it as an excuse for everything, but I still haven't gotten off. I still haven't like taken a day off of work. So, <laughs> yeah. welcome to that journalism life. What is your uh, trash or not? Oh, trash! I, there's been a lot. There's been a lot to say. That's trash. I know. I get. I'm gonna really have to go with all the people criticizing these park lentines. Like, 
I'm sorry. If I were a high schooler, I would never have had the guts to stand up like that. And these teens are doing it in, you know, spades. They're just standing up for themselves. And I am completely here for that. And I'm tired of people telling them that they can't have opinions because that's completely false. Hey, look, listen, I understand that you were uh, in a very tragic incident where you watched uh, classmates and your friends get gunned down. But listen, I need my guns. I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I can't give them up. I just can't. I can't give them up. <laughs> oh, man. My, my, you know, like, and all these, I, I know we try not to get too political on here, but all these conversations. But it's not even political. It's a fucking common decency type thing. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I know. Exactly. It's like all these conversations about arming teachers and 95% of teachers and 95% of veterans that I've listened to were like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's a horrendous <laughs> idea. Who, who, who watched this? <laughs> yeah. So um, I love that that was the, like, yeah, like, that, like, someone, someone somewhere was like, ah, like, no, they watched the news, like, ah, oh, this, this is terrible. This is bad. Like, there's another school shooting. Like, <sighs> and they're like, we, we gotta arm. We gotta arm the teachers. We gotta put more guns in there. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which also news. I think there was news that uh, that there were four deputies who hid themselves in the cars instead of storming in. So, um, if the deputies who are trained to shoot with guns can't take down a school shooter, what the fuck's a oh, teacher yeah. who's not trained is going to do? Well, and the, and then they're like, oh, we'll give teachers bonuses if they're trained. And I'm like, wait, why can't we afford to pay teachers? Period. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, teachers, teachers make nothing. What the fuck they is make there a, nothing, dude? Teachers, being a teacher, like teachers are some of the most uh, underappreciated, over criticized profession, overworked, overworked, Jesus. you know, profession in the world. They don't, you know, they really they get shit all. You and a lot of them do it because they love children, they love teaching, which those are two things I don't like. I don't like teaching. I don't like children. So fuck, <laughs> but. And like, you know, there's so many times where they don't, you know, they go on strikes. They're like, oh, we want to get paid a little more. We want to get, we want to be able to buy our school supplies. And they're like, well, listen, you're not getting your fucking Crayola crayons. You can forget that shit. But here's a semi-automatic yeah. you can have. Huh? Yeah, no, people will be like, hey, can I get reimbursed for the uh, 100 glue sticks I bought for my class? And they're like, no. uh, you only have 30 kids. And only half of them ate three sticks of glue, so you, you don't know. You will, you will take the semi-automatic into a class, full, class full of children, and you will like it. <laughs> and yeah, and you goddamn will, and you will, and you will shut your mouth about it. It's like it's so weird. Like, and the best part of you know, and first of all, those kids deserve so many props. Like to be able to go up I, I there, I have so much respect for those and, kids. And to be able to go up there in the midst of a tragedy that only happened literally half, like literally, it's not even like months. Nine days. It, nine days. Nine days. This isn't months later. This isn't years later. But even that would still be amount of strength. I think anyone did to even go up. Hey, listen, blah blah blah. Um, but to do that, and then also basically be that brave, but also be that. You know, tactful to give Marco Rubio a fucking swirly on national television. Yeah. Marco Rubio oh. got, I mean, Marco Rubio gets sunned by everybody, but Marco Rubio got sunned by 15-year-olds in distress. Let, let's, let's classify that. A politician, a lot of people have told me, oh, this guy, this guy, you know, listen, he's, listen, he's not like the rest of these politicians out here. He's, this motherfucker got, 
got like, he got owned by a bunch of fifteen year olds who didn't prepare speech. Like they didn't prepare. <laughs> like some of these kids didn't even like really prepare anything. They just like up there go, hey, listen. Uh. Well, and all these right wing people want to be like, oh, they were given scripts beforehand, and it's like I'm like, even if they were your your boy, yeah. your boy, your politician, your boy couldn't fucking come up with an argument. Yeah. Um, and then there was like well, there's part two where it was like. Somebody was saying how refreshing it is to hear people talk about politics so plainly. Because, you know, as a, you know, an <laughs> adult, you've heard half of the responses before. So you are, you're always trying to invent, like, a slightly different uh, – you're, you're always trying to find a middle ground yeah. almost. You're like, fine, I'll take, you know, I'll take X, but you've got to give up Y, you know. Whereas the te- the the teens in Parkland are like, ah, oh, we're demanding everything and we're calling you out in your BS, and I love it. It's like, like you know, the thing is, it's, it's really weird. Which and here's here's the thing, like with people and like, first of all, it, it starts on Facebook because that's where you know you see a lot of dumb shit on Facebook. I used to have this thing uh, for people who you know who follow me. I used to have this thing called uh, Meanwhile on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I've done that in a while. I need to do it do it more often, but. Um, you know, someone had a, a thing up there that was like, uh, oh, you know, like the Washington Post was like, uh, you know, it's a lie. You know, so someone was like, oh, you know, there has not been 18 school shootings since, you know, time frame here. That's a lie. There's only been 13. I was like, you're missing the fucking point. <laughs> you are 100% missing the fucking point. Like, whoa, 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 what was it? It's, listen, not take five, take five of those off there. Okay, so it's only been 13. I'm like, I think you're missing the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, the the numbers should be zero. Well, and what I love, I love these arguments that are like, you know, um, like my grandma, my sweet, sweet grandma, so yep. gullible, sweet so, old grandma. She keeps posting all these things that are like, oh, no. guns rights memes, and I'm like, nobody, nobody has said we want to take away guns except for AR-15s and. Grandma, you don't have an AR-15. Nobody wants to take away your shotgun. Like, you're fine. Keep your shotgun that you claim you use for hunting, even though you haven't gone hunting in 15 years. <laughs> in the <It's> knee. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I want to be in there. And she posted something that was like, you can't keep drugs out of schools, but you expect me to think your gun legislation will. I'm like, yep, you're right, Grandma. We shouldn't yes. make murder illegal because people yes. are going to kill anyway. Uh, yes. Know? And Duh. then part two, I want to be like, it works in Australia and England when we regulate guns and mass shootings go down. But for some reason, it doesn't work here. I don't know why it wouldn't work here. You know? <laughs> you know what, like, is the, the funniest thing about, like, listen, if you want to have a gun, listen, here's the thing, like, I, I'm not even anti-gun. I, I don't give a fuck what you do with your fucking, uh, if it's not the purpose to shoot people with it, just don't fucking shoot people with it. But, like, Listen, like, if you want to go and fucking have a gun, just, like, I know people, like, I have friends who have gun racks. They just like to have guns. Yeah. And these are people who are very rational human beings where I would know, like, they would not take those guns out there. Number one, they paid a lot of money for them, so they're not going to use them. Uh, that's usually it, because usually, <laughs> like, whoa, I'm not going to shoot a bullet from here? No. Like, so, yeah. These semi-automatic weapons are designed to kill a lot of people very quickly. Like, that's the like, problem. Not, it's like, not like, it's not a pistol, which, you know, if you want to argue that a pistol makes you feel safe and you need to keep a pistol under your pillow, do it. Do Don't, I'm not, that, go ahead. 
do some John, do some John Wick shit. You are not going to, you know, even though I want to say the Virginia Tech shooter did use a pistol, but maybe I'm one of the. Yeah, he, he, he didn't use a semi-automatic. Okay, that wasn't him then. It was somebody. I'm trying to remember which is sad that there's been so many. I'm having this, yeah, remembering but, these. Right. But, you know. It's like, like oh, what, 2006 sad. Which one was 2006? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but these are not like, anyway, anyway, I just, I don't understand people who just get so much more entrenched in this NRA backed rhetoric when I'm like, okay, look, just, just stand back. And think to yourself, when am I ever going to need to kill 17 people in 15 minutes? You know, um, like, you know if, you, if, you, if you can think of a reason that you can do that, then you shouldn't have a gun, first of all. <laughs> like, we need, to, we need to put you in a room where there's like a lot of sponges and it's just yeah. you in that white room and you just stay by yourself. But if you, you know, and, you know, 99.999% of people will never want to kill 17 people in that short of a time frame. No. A lot of people don't, yeah. a lot of people don't, want, a lot of people don't want to kill one person. <laughs> yeah. That, I was listening to this uh, podcast called What a Hell of a Way to Die. Um, and it's these two, uh, they're not veterans yet. One of them is technically a veteran. The other one's still active duty, I think. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about it and they're like, one of them was like, I've never killed anybody. I went to Iraq, you know, and I've never killed anybody because I saw how much, and he's like, because it never came up. Like I was trained to do it. I could have done it. But he said the one time I got the closest to doing it, it was like a nine year old kid. And if I had just pulled the trigger without thinking, you know, using my knee-jerk reaction, I would have killed a nine-year-old. And he said, instead, I took a second, just one second, and realized it was a kid and didn't shoot, you know. Um, uh, but he yeah. said all of his other buddies, you know, would who had had to shoot somebody, it really messed them up, you know. The more, like, it, it doesn't... It doesn't rest lightly on your soul, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like people think like, oh, you kill someone, like, oh, like it's like, oh, if, if you know, if you gave me a gun, and I could like, I, I feel like people like believe in their minds, like, oh, if I had a gun to protect myself, yeah, but how are you gonna take away with taking a taking away a life? And then even if it's like, especially if it's like a life that's innocent, and it's like, oh, I shot the wrong person, it's like, like, come on, like. Yeah, I I don't understand the people who are like, oh, if somebody breaks in my house, I totally just kill them. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why are you so eager to take someone's life? Like, you're just looking for a reason to kill someone. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, you, you just want to fucking, you know, you just want to, you want to kill someone and you feel like fucking, like, you, you're on, you watch Rambo and like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's, ab- I, so I just, I don't relate to any of this. Like, and anyway, that's my trash is people who are, being mean to these mean <laughs> people who are being mean and bullying the Parkland teens. Yeah, um, listen, if you're bullying Parkland teens just because you want your precious guns, uh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't miss words. I, uh, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're probably a piece of shit. And you're like the, the, the Venn diagram, and it's like piece of shit part. I think you. Um, yeah, my, uh, well, my. Uh, <laughs> My trash or not trash is uh... a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Um, 
my I'm gonna say my trash or not trash was uh uh Fergie uh saying the- <laughs> Fer- so Fergie uh, for those who did not okay, well for those who have not seen the internet okay it's on the internet everywhere Fergie sang the national anthem uh, horrendously I, I mean and people. I don't know about you, but have you also like Fergie has never been someone who's been like a great in lot like live singer. No, like I remember this, so I don't know why people keep on booking her gigs. And so people <laughs> have said, "Oh, that was the worst national anthem performance ever." And I was like, "Oh no, it's not even the it's not even in the top two. So I'm gonna play two really bad national anthem clips to get to leave us off on a on a nice note. Okay. Um, uh, one was sung by uh, former U.S. Olympic sprinter Carl Lewis, and one was sang by Roseanne Barr. And I want to get your your judge your judgment, uh, Miss Miss Downard, on uh, which one was worse, or if Fergie's was worse. Okay, all right, I'm gonna play the first one. All right, get that volume up for me. All right, ready. This is uh, Roseanne Barr, uh, July 26, nineteen ninety. Jack Murphy Stadium. <laughs> Thank you. What? <laughs> They're booing her. Is she? T- Did she not get a microphone? Oh my god. She's, it's the worst part is that she's doing the thing where like when you sing and your eyes are looking up to the sky because you're trying to hit those high notes. That's how bad. No. That's not real. That's a joke. <laughs> I, no. Apparently she, she in her in her in her eyes, she said that she sang it. She said she sang that hundred percent like real. Like she's saying that hundred percent like real. Like she... I mean, I guess she could. She couldn't have said, "Oh, I sing it like a joke." LOL, because people would have been like, "What kind of patriot are you?" <laughs> you don't stand for the flag. Um, this is Carl Lewis. Okay. All right, are we all ready? Did he skip it? Like, did he actually forget the words? Oh, the land of the free. Robbie, your laughing is so weird. <laughs> the best part is, so he he did skip, like, I think he, because he forgot the words, like, to, like, one of the stanzas. But the best part is, is he goes, uh-oh, it's the fucking fucking why did I listen to that? So which one is worse? I'm gonna have to say his was worse because he. You don't even remember? You don't even remember the, the, the national anthem? Like... I say his is worse because he was so earnest. Like Roseanne's, you could say she probably was doing it as a joke, and she's trying to be like you know. She fucked up on purpose or whatever. But 
Carl Lewis is, is so earnest. Like, he, you can tell he thinks he can sing very well. He clearly fucking can't. <laughs> that was so sad. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm never going to be the same again. Oh, that's <laughs> good stuff. All right. Oh, fuck. I, there's tears in my eyes. You might have to sign us off because there's tears in my eyes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, everybody, uh, Robbie is sobbing between tears in over there now. <laughs> and, oh, God. Uh, I guess that wraps it up for our seventh episode. This is our episode. Um, this is uh, Witten. Witten uh, <clears throat> hold on. Oh, uh, you're so emotional. Witten. Take your time. Take your time, baby. Uh, Witten. <laughs> Ooh, well, Wit and Black, uh, Plate Full of Dicks, this is episode six, I think, so. What'd you call it? Uh, Wit and Black, uh, Plate Full of Dicks, episode six. <laughs> I think this is episode seven, though. Um. Um. <laughs> I don't have any episode <laughs> seven. All right, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Uh, we will hopefully have a more tighter, a, a more <laughs> tightly wrapped one for you on episode eight, Get a Date. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my gosh, we could talk about dating. You picked our topic. Uh, now I know what our topic is. We'll talk about dating and uh, whatever awful stuff happens oh. in the world. Uh, so for Whitney Downer, this is Robbie Squara. Thanks for watching. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>